Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by Pipsticks. Pipsticks has the coolest stickers ever, and I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking, but Phil Bechtel, I can get stickers anywhere. To which I would reply, not stickers like this. They have sticker sheets with themes like animals on roller skates, ramen, Plants growing out of tin cans, garden gnomes, typewriters, grilled cheese and tomato soup, shiny cactuses, Taco Tuesday, kitty cats and scarves, twinkling fairies, and literally hundreds more. You can get your favorite person stickers of their very favorite things. Click the link in the show notes and start shopping today. Before we get started, I want to mention that the Patreon has many extra episodes and some videos and some printables and other cool things, and you can find that at patreon.com forward slash kid stories podcast. Now, on to the shout-outs, the Crawleys. Atlas, Lily, and Ever are big fans of the podcast, and it says here that they live... It it says here they live in a treehouse at the bottom of the sea. Now, that raises a lot of questions, but I'm just glad you all enjoy the show. A big happy birthday to Avi, who turns 110 this month. Her and her sister Miriam really enjoy the stories, and I think that's great. They are also both talented artists, and you can find their work on the website. Santiago Gonzalez from East Providence, Rhode Island, recently turned 35 in dog years. And I don't know if that means he's a dog or not. I'm going to assume he's a nice little beagle and that he truly is a good boy. Next up are twin brothers August and Casper from Hamburg, Germany. It doesn't say here that they are human, so I'm just going to go ahead and assume that they are a pair of European badgers who dress up like human children to fool us all. And it's working. Even their teachers haven't noticed that they're badgers. Evelyn is a leprechaun from Port Moody, Canada, guarding her pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, no doubt. Thanks for listening, Evelyn. Today's episode is called Stella's Journey, Part 8. After leaving Sprinkleton, the crew was on their way to an island called Burrow, where they were returning many huge wooden crates filled with carrots. Or what looked like carrots. They were bigger than normal carrots, some as big as a baseball bat. And they were all colors of the rainbow, and some were sparkly. The crew really knew very little 
about these big super carrots, but the location of their origin was stamped right there on the wooden crates, so they were going to return them. As they approached the docks of Burrow, Stella ran their flag up the flagpole. It was white, with multicolored polka dots. It sure is nice they're not attacking us, said Emmett. This new paint job was a great idea. Totally, agreed Eleanor. Not being attacked is one of my favorite things. They docked the ship, and Stella left to find the dockmaster while the rest of the crew began unloading the heavy crates of unique carrots. Stella noticed a woman holding a clipboard and giving orders. She rightfully assumed that this was the dockmaster, and she approached her with the good news. Excuse me, hello, I'm Stella. We are here to return some carrots, I think. Some red pirates must have stolen them from here not long ago, and my crew is unloading them now. Where would you like us to put them, said Stella. The carrots? said the dockmaster in disbelief. You, you've got the carrots? The dockmaster looked over Stella's shoulder to where the crew was unloading the crates and stacking them near the gangplank. She ran to the crates and opened some of them up and pulled some carrots out of the boxes to inspect them. The carrots! They've brought the carrots back! Notify the generals! yelled the dockmaster to the laborers around her. Everyone scrambled down to the ship and carried the crates up into the warehouses that lined the shipyard. While the carrots were being moved inside, the dockmaster walked back to Stella. Where did you get these? Uh, they came with the ship, said Stella. I, I mean, they were in there when we... Well, uh, this ship used to belong to the Red Pirates, but, well, it it's ours now, and all this stuff was in the hold down there, and we were certain they stole it, so... Of course they stole it! said the dockmaster. And our battle bunnies are weak. They're getting decimated up at Battle Beach, and this shipment of power carrots could save the day. Help me. Help me haul them up north. I'll tell you all about it on the way. We've got to hurry. Stella and her crew loaded the many crates of carrots onto wagons that were pulled by massive bunnies. These rabbits were as big as horses. Some of the citizens fed these huge bunnies some of the carrots they had just delivered. The rabbits pulled the wagons filled with people and loaded with carrots north to a beach, the place they called Battle Beach. On the way, the dockmaster introduced herself and told Stella what was going on. I'm Harrison. A few weeks ago, the Red Pirates came in the night and took every power carrot we had in storage. They took them in the dark of night, and we didn't even know about it until the next day. And the very next day, the land sharks attacked at Battle Beach, the biggest land shark army in recent memory, and our battle bunnies don't have nearly enough power carrots to keep them going. We're, we're growing more, sure, but it takes time. We've been fighting off the land sharks, but things are looking grim. These power carrots are just what we need to fight the land sharks back into the ocean, she said. When you say land shark, you mean asked Stella. A land shark, you know, they're like regular sharks, but with longer fins and they can breathe in and out of water. They use their overgrown fins to pull themselves along the ground, and their tail fins are so strong they can even stand up and fight. They, they launch themselves into battle, chomping anything that gets in their way. Land shark attacks are, are nothing new here on Burrow, but we usually have powered up bunnies to fight them off. Whoa, said Stella. This is heavy. It didn't take long for the crew to arrive at Battle Beach. 
There was a tall hill surrounding the beach, so when the wagons got there, they circled up at the top and everyone could see down into the battle. It was grim for sure. Land sharks were everywhere, and the battle bunnies fighting looked exhausted. Once the land sharks won the beach, they would certainly begin chomping their way into town. See there, said Harrison, pointing down to the battle. Normally our soldiers would be riding the bunnies, but they're too weak to allow a rider even. Everyone, quick, take the carrots down to the bunnies. Everyone who had come along ran down into the sandy battleground. Some people were a bit afraid, and they stood back and threw the carrots into the fight. Stella and her crew each grabbed huge carrots, the biggest ones, the ones too big for throwing. Eleanor, Gordon, Emmett, Clover, Jude, and even little Elliot each grabbed the heaviest carrot they could carry, and they rushed into battle. The bunnies began to take notice. The sounds of rabbits eating carrots, the crunch, 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 began to fill the beach. The soldiers were having trouble fending off the land sharks while the bunnies ate. The sharks were simply too big. Emmett, with Owly on his shoulder, slid next to an exhausted-looking bunny and dropped the carrot in front of it. Its eyes opened wide and crunched loudly, and in three big bites the carrot was gone. Emmett was so distracted, being next to this massive rabbit, that he didn't notice the land shark coming up behind him. Just as the shark opened its mouth to chomp him down whole, Stella yelled, Emmett, behind you! Emmett reacted quickly, and without looking behind him, he jumped in the air, landing right on the back of the battle bunny, who by now had eyes blazing red with anger and energy. Emmett gripped onto the rabbit's fur, and before he had a chance to slide off, the rabbit leaped toward the shark and delivered a devastating bunny kick to the snout. The shark flopped onto its side, and the bunny rushed off to the nearest foe with Emmett riding on its back. The rest of the crew continued to deliver carrot after carrot onto the beach, and soon the enraged bunnies were power-kicking the land sharks right back into the ocean. Once the last of the ocean beasts were driven to the water, everyone dropped to the sand and sat catching their breath, thoroughly exhausted. Hey, Captain, said Emmett. Maybe next time we make a delivery, we just, you know, drop it off at the dock and move on. I don't know, Emmett, said Stella. You may have found your calling as a battle bunny rider. You looked pretty good out there. Doc Master Harrison approached Stella and her crew there on the beach. If it weren't for you returning these carrots, the entire island of Burrow may have been overrun with land sharks. We are in your debt. Join us tonight for a post-battle feast in your honor. The crew was so absolutely famished by now that they gladly accepted this invitation to dinner. And what a feast it was, tables and tables filled with mountains of the finest foods. You know, said Clover, I could get used to this life. Maybe once we return all the stuff in this ship, we steal another pirate ship and return everything in that one, too. It's like everywhere we go, we're the guests of honor. The crew agreed that, for now, this adventure suited them just fine. They stayed in Burrow for the night, packed up the next morning, and continued on their journey. Where to next, Captain? asked Jude as everyone was preparing the ship. Stella consulted her notes and replied, Well, looks like west of here, a place called Golden, to return all those gemstones down there, and then, uh, then after that, some place called the Valley. For now, I'm just hoping we won't need to fight off any land sharks at Golden. The End
And now on to some corrections from the introduction. The Crawleys, it turns out, do not live in a treehouse, and they also do not live at the bottom of the sea. Neither of those things are true. They live in a regular human house on land. Avi is not turning 110, but she is turning 10 years old this month, so I was only off by about 100 years. Santiago Gonzalez is not a beagle, but he is five years old. Thanks for listening, Santiago. I received a correction here also that August and Casper are human, which is less fun but much more reasonable. Happy seventh birthday, you two. Also, I notice here Evelyn is not herself a leprechaun, but she did, in fact, catch a leprechaun. That's the confusion there. I hope you were nice to the little fella, Evelyn. And now for some awesome shout-outs to some awesome listeners. Thomas from Auckland, New Zealand created a gloop with Play-Doh and yarn. You're awesome, Thomas. Kent Boss from Ravenna, Ohio drew an awesome pirate picture. You're awesome, Kent. Declan shared some awesome ideas for stories about a golden dragon. You're awesome, Declan. Brothers Harvey and Jackson enjoy the podcast. You two are awesome. Bryce and Tanner are big fans of the podcast and submitted some great drawings. You two are awesome. Visit KidStoriesPodcast.com to check out all the cool drawings from listeners and send all your drawings, questions, and ideas to KidStoriesPodcast at gmail.com. Adios.